Hello, welcome to Solomon's Temple. In this episode, we're gonna go over risk policies. Now, risk policies don't sound like it's the most exciting thing in the world. It actually kind of reminds me of Along Came Polly with uh, Ben Stiller, who's like a, a risk analyst for like this insurance company or whatever. I still think it's important because in this world, people know of the cognitive fallacies that are being played out. They know how you think, and they know that you haven't thought it through or have really acknowledged the abstraction that's going on. So in this chapter of Daniel Kahneman's chapter 31, Risk Policies, in his book, Thinking Fast and Slow, I borrowed some of his thought processes on probability. And he gives some decision-making criteria and some examples to kind of base the risk policy, cognitive fallacy situation that's being presented. So at first, there is decision one, where you choose between A and B, and decision two, where you choose between C and D. And with this, you have A, where you get a sure gain of $240. And with B, you have a 25% chance to gain $1,000 and a 75% chance to gain nothing. Now in the, the second decision block, so you choose one of these in each block. So in the next block, there's C, you have a sure loss of $750. D, a 75% chance to lose $1,000 and a 25% chance to lose nothing. So my intuition said, well, of course, I'm going to go with in decision block one, a sure gain of $240, and in decision block two, a 75% chance to lose $1,000 and a 25% chance to lose nothing. That intuitively sounds correct. Now he goes on to show you that, no, actually it's B and D that are optimal, but it doesn't sound that way because we are risk averse when it comes to our gains. So in other words, we want the sure gain that sounds good rather than having a chance to lose so much. Now, if you take this over time, in the long term, B and D win out and A and D don't. So you lose more with A and D, even though that's what I initially put down as my first choice and my second choice as B and D, because we naturally avoid A and C, which is a sure loss over time over gains, and the fact that we might lose a lot more versus losing nothing, and then we'll surely lose. So that's just kind of intuitively the case. Now, the one thing he points out is that between these two, or between all these decisions, you don't actually write all of them out in your head, whether what you would gain, what you would lose over time, probabilistically. So it shows that we are unwilling to actually do the math. So our, our brains are just reactive to these things and we make decisions based on how we feel within the moment rather than actually considering it. Our, our brains uh, typically have uh, an aversion to mental effort. So it would take, you know, parsing out all this data and actually considering what it's doing over time. But versus we, we go off of uh, what our feelings say and uh, our loss aversion tends to get the best of us. We don't take the risk more often. It feels like the wise decision to be conservative, but it turns out in the long run, no, it's not. And I'm going to go over the numbers with you. So the difference between A and D and B and D is that within A, you will surely have, if you flip maybe four times, and you consider these decisions, every single time you're going to get $240, so in the end, you're gonna wind up with 960 for sure. But um, probabilistically, you're gonna end up having on average a loss of 2,280. So at the end of, of all that, you'll have uh, under $1,320. Now versus with B and D, without getting the sure gain of 240, you'll have a 20% uh, chance to gain 1,000 and 75% chance to gain nothing at all. 
And what this does is it shifts the sure gain over to netting 1,000. So instead of netting 960, you're netting 1,000 surely every time, probabilistically, and losing out on basically the same amount of money as you did because you chose option D. So when you run the numbers out of every four flip probabilistically, instead you're gonna lose 1,280. So every single time you have a $40 improvement for every cycle, four flips. So probabilistically over time in the long term, you'll end up winning out in option BD, but 73% of everyone that was asked this and to make decisions between all these combinations uh, chose AD. So that shows us that most people make this sort of cognitive mistake because they don't go through and actually look into what's truly happening rationally and they're going off the fact that they want to go with sure gains so they're loss averse when it comes to their gains it's as if our minds are anchored to the fact that we want to ensure a gain that we want to be sure of ourselves if we have instability underfoot that tends to influence our decision making patterns a lot more but of course, the consequences to a lot of these situations kind of takes effect when you're more uh, concerned with your financial future. Because if you were to flip a coin 50-50 and if you lost, you lose 100. But if you got the one that you called, you get 200. You would feel the loss a little bit more. Let's say if you flipped it three times, you might feel more of a hit if you can't afford to lose the $500 that you have. Uh, but if you flipped it 100 times, the, the probability would almost ensure that you do flip it 100 times and commit to it and take on the gains and losses because at that point, your expected return is to be 5000 probabilistically. You have a 1 out of 2,300 chance of losing any money. So you would have to want to do it at that point. But if you look at it, you know, in a more narrow framework, that's when it becomes more of a problem for people is, is they see the consequences of these little decisions being considered separately to be more hostile to their financial future and whether or not they make decisions. So if you think more in the long term, uh, the options become look a lot more favorable than if you consider them as taking losses uh, as being more consequential to your financial future, given what you have and then the options that are given to you. And I guess to round this all out, you know, what does uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman do at the end of the movie Along Came Polly? Are we going to insure this person? I mean, he is liable to just like fold at any moment. He base jumps, he wrestles with crocodiles. Like, do we really want to have this account around? I mean, like he is likely, you know, to, to die. It's like, do we really want to insure this person? Because the risks are so high for him. It's like, of course not. But he makes this pitch in his stead, because I don't know what Ben Siller is doing at the moment, trying, trying to save his girlfriend or whatever, not important. But um, ultimately, it's like, well, look at him. Like, he's sexually active in his community. He's handsome. You know, this guy? Like, come on. Like, look at this guy. Look at this son of a gun. Like, come on. Let's insure this guy. Let's, let's just take the risk. You know, sometimes you just got to, instead of going with, you know, even if it's just like it is risky, you know, the numbers show, but it's like sometimes it has, it goes beyond probability. And, and that's kind of what I, what I like about probability when it comes to, to uh, making guesses and running numbers is like life can be so subjective. It's just a case by case basis that you inform your decision. You know, it's, it's, it's like almost like trusting your gut and understanding like beyond probability because that's how we understand things. You know, it goes beyond it and goes into a more personal realm you know it's way more subjective when you look at it in terms of, of who we're dealing with you know just people people are a little farther beyond 
risk policies and such. And I think Ben Stiller found that out when he stopped running the numbers. He found out what he really wanted instead of analyzing the risks. So let's stop analyzing risks so much and go after what we want. <laughs> All right, I'll leave you with that message. I just wanted to protect folks and give a letter and some inspiration and whatnot. So uh, I enjoyed this. It wasn't super boring. I'll see you next time. and a 25% chance to lose nothing. <laughs>